This podcast is brought to you by Vinzero. Vinzero pioneers solutions and services to the AEC and manufacturing industries to support net zero targets. Visit vinzero.com to learn more about how organizations design, build, and solve through digitalization. From Vinzero to you, welcome to our Think Future podcast series. Each week, we'll share conversations with industry leaders from around the world to find out how they're thinking future. Subscribe to Vinzero Think Future for access to more episodes, interviews, and profiles. Brad Searle is a senior executive at Bingo Industries with over 20 years' experience in driving growth and development initiatives in the waste management sector. He currently works within Bingo's growth team, where he is responsible for the delivery of value creation initiatives, such as offtakes to support diversion of waste from landfill, development approvals, and biogas to green energy, as well as key regulatory compliance initiatives. Brad is passionate about leading multidisciplinary teams to deliver projects and sustainability outcomes, which support Bingo's vision for a waste-free Australia. Prior to joining Bingo, he worked in the professional services sector, where he led the growth of a market-leading environment and waste advisory service business. Welcome to the program, Brad. Thank you, Anthea. It's great to be here. Brad, Bingo is pushing for a waste-free Australia by diverting waste from landfill. Can we start by talking about what types of waste you're focusing on to achieve the vision? Thanks, Antia. So, yeah, Bingo is a market leader in the construction and demolition waste processing market on the east coast of Australia. So that includes New South Wales, Queensland and Victoria. But we also have an emerging presence in commercial industrial waste. We process a diverse range of waste in that construction and demolition space. So that ranges from timber, masonry, which could include bricks, tiles, concrete, hard plastics, metals, soils, textiles, paper, and cardboard. And in that commercial industrial waste space, that waste is sourced from manufacturers, retailers, industrial organisations. But we also process waste from schools, hospitals, and even prisons. And you've developed, I believe, one of the world's largest and most advanced recycling plants here in Australia. So firstly, congratulations. What is it that makes this the most advanced? Well, could I start on, on just outlining how much we've actually invested to achieve that vision we talked to up front for 100% diversion of waste from landfill? Bingo, over the past five years, we've invested up to a billion dollars in recycling infrastructure assets in greater Western Sydney. The facility that you're talking about, well, I I hope it's the largest facility. And if you can point me to a larger one, I'd love to see it. It's located in, it's what we call our material processing centre too. It's located in Eastern Creek at our recycling ecology park, which is a 60 hectare precinct. We commenced operations in July 2022, and we've invested over $140 million on the construction of that asset. One of the things that makes MPC2 so special is that it's been designed to process mixed construction and demolition or building and demolition waste. So, Anthea, picture a bin that is at your home, you've done a residential construction project, and within that bin is a whole range of different waste types. There might be timber, there might be carpet, there might be PVC. The beauty of Material Processing Centre 2 is it sorts all of that waste once it's fed into the front end of that facility into a whole range of different products, which we call 
our eco product range. So we are we at the back end of that facility. We're pulling out product such as timber, uh, such as mulches, aggregates, sands, and the like. The facility itself, it's packed to the rafters with state-of-the-art technology, and you, know, you, you need to see it to believe it. It's equipped with automatic cranes, there's screens, there's air density separators, eddy current separators, magnets, optical sorting equipment, as well as advanced environmental and, and safety features. So it, it really is quite amazing. And since we turned it on in July 2022, we processed in the order of 620,000 tonnes of mixed inert waste. The beauty of that is, is not only are we diverting that waste into higher order recycled products, but we're also evading carbon emissions from landfill. And we estimate that in that first year of operation alone, we're able to achieve an abatement of 85,500 tonnes of CO2 equivalent reduction in emissions from landfill. It's an incredibly impressive result. Absolutely. And it's one that we're really proud of. And we're only just getting started. So that's a great segue into circularity, which of course is a big topic for our built environment globally. What types of initiatives are being driven by Bingo to support circularity specifically through the diversion of waste? Yeah, so Bingo's, I guess, role in the circular economy is all about ensuring that materials are recovered at the end of their life to maximise their value and circularity within the economy where feasible. If we aren't able to achieve that, then it's about maximising energy recovery for residual materials zone. So let me provide you some examples of how Bingo is driving circularity. So we've recently entered into a partnership with Redirect and Australian Panels where we're taking recycled engineered timber and sorting that and processing it, which is then fed into Redirect and Australian Panels uh, manufacturing process where they produce... Uh, structured engineered flooring and particle board. We've also established a partnership with Binadex where we take PVC plastics, so pitcher plumber's pipe, and that's re-grinded into new pipes and that partnership is, has really taken off in the past couple of years. We're also currently in a trial phase with St Vincent's de Paul to repurpose carpets that we recover from our facilities and, and our waste streams that we process and those carpets are then upcycled and repurposed and brought back to life through remanufacturing. We're obviously a major metal sorter of ferrous and non-ferrous metals, and we've recently uh, received approval to develop a state-of-the-art wet recycling process to complement our existing dry recycling process at Payton's Lane. And that process will basically take soil materials that currently find their way to landfill as well as aggregates and repurpose those into higher water, higher value recycled content, which really will be a first of its type for targeting those problematic waste types in Australia, particularly the general solid waste soils. The other point I would like to raise on, on the circular economy piece is from a bingo perspective, we, we really recognise that we can't do this on our own and that partnerships are absolutely critical to achieving those circular outcomes. 
So you've mentioned some great partnerships and initiatives you've got there. Can you tell us a little bit more about the strategic partnerships for Bingo and how they're helping you to deliver on the vision? Yes, so those strategic partnerships, Anthea, are really focused on us developing long-term offtakes. So it's supporting our vision around diverting material from landfill, but it is also working with them to provide critical inputs to their process. So in the case of Redirect and Australian Panels, we're providing um, a valuable biomass product that is reducing their reliance on virgin native forests that is being fed into their production process. And they are looking to increase their focus on recycled content in the structure floor and particle board that they're manufacturing at their facility in Oberon. And similarly with the partnership with Vinodex. So their focus is on taking that plumber's pipe, regrinding it and putting it back into their PVC pipe. And, and the last one I'll touch on is Boral. So we've recently entered into an agreement with Boral. And Boral have a need to um, source alternate fuels uh, to reduce their reliance on coal. And so we have a long-term partnership offtake agreement with Boral where we are producing alternate fuels to support and reduce their reliance on coal. And what are Bingo doing in the area of sponsorships? Well, yes, we do work closely with a number of organisations, Anthias. So the key ones are in, in this circularity space. So the key ones are Planet Arc, Ace Hub, and we also sponsor Boomerang Labs, which is all about driving circular economy innovation. So the, the arrangement with Planet Arc has been in place uh, with Bingo for a number of years, and we're supporting their work to help individuals communities, governments and businesses to reduce their impact on the environment. And that is a partnership that's very close to our hearts at Bingo. The ACE Hub arrangement, which stands for the Australian Circular Economy Hub, is Australia's go-to resource for circular economy thinking and action. And it provides a, a platform for companies, individuals and communities with tools and education to help implement and drive circularity. And the last one I'll touch on is, is the Boomerang Labs partnership sponsorship, which is Australia's first circular economy accelerator. And that helps NGOs and businesses of tomorrow that will uh, help Australia transition to a circular economy. And we're a proud supporter of Boomerang Labs and will continue to be a supporter and mentor. And we re I, I personally feel, and I know that our CEO at Bingo feels that circular economy business models in Australia are still novel um, and in their infancy. And we feel that it's really important for entrepreneurs in this space to receive specialist support to go from an idea into a thriving business. It's very good to hear that, that industries like Bingo are supporting those important initiatives. So you touched on earlier the impressive results you're already achieving in carbon abatement and you have a target to reduce both scope one and scope two emissions by 50% uh, before 2030, which is a big target. What are some of the other initiatives that are driving this result? Yes, it certainly is a big target. It's very ambitious. And on top of that, we've also committed to reduce emissions to zero by 2040 as much as possible. I'll start on, I guess, some of our achievements to date 
on this front in terms of over the past five years, we've abated about 1.2 million tonnes of CO2 equivalent emissions, and that's largely been through our investment in the advanced resource recovery uh, processes that I described earlier with regard to Material Processing Centre 2, but also at a number of other facilities that we operate. When we think about decarbonisation in the waste management sector and in the space that Bingo plays in, it's really important to understand that uh, diversion from landfill and decarbonisation are inextricably interlinked. So obviously the more waste that we can divert from landfill, that has an impact, a positive impact in not only preserving valuable void space, but it also has a positive impact in reduced greenhouse gas emissions. So if, if you some of the key initiatives that, that we're currently executing on that goal of 50% reduction in emissions by 2030, uh, that we're looking at capturing our landfill gas at the moment to provide electricity for our sites. And this, Anthea, is a really exciting project and um, and it's a new a new area for Bingo. So we're in the process at the moment of developing a biogas to energy project at Eastern Creek, which will result in our own uh, power station being developed on the Eastern Creek site. And the beauty of that project is it will provide green electricity, both for our Eastern Creek operations, but also our entire New South Wales transfer station network, which is 10 sites, both now and into the future. So that's like really amazing and a really important project in contributing to that target. In fact, that project alone will deliver tens of thousands of tonnes of CO2 abatement by 2030. Some of the other projects that we are, uh, are currently executing, so I talked about our partnership with Borrell. We also have partnership with Delta, who are a power station operator on the Central Coast. And with those coal replacement projects where we're providing alternate fuels, they've got the potential to abate more than 200,000 tonnes per annum of CO2 equipment. We're also currently considering further development of alternate fuels processing facilities and basically taking that material that we can't upcycle and recycle, taking that residual material that has high calorific value, repurposing that to an alternate fuel and at the full potential of that opportunity, we could abate up to 376,000 tonnes of CO2 per annum. We're also looking at installing rooftop solar systems across our New South Wales network. We've recently rolled out a large-scale solar rooftop solar project at Eastern Creek, and we continue to focus on diverting as much material away from landfill as we can. Are you looking for a digitalisation and net zero partner to help you achieve your goals? Join the thousands of AEC and manufacturing customers globally who have turned to VinZero to start their journey toward a net zero future. With 32 offices around the world, VinZero can connect you to the right technologies and workflow processes, so you can maintain your competitive position and increase profitability. VinZero has an industry expert to help you navigate the best pathway forward. 
wherever you are on your digitalisation and net zero journey. Visit thinzero.com to find out more. So I can certainly see why you're described as one of the most advanced recycling plants globally from those results. Very, very impressive. You're obviously achieving a lot in terms of realising your vision. What do you see as the next frontier? That's a really good question. And it's one that we grapple with uh, every day at Bingo. Uh, So right now in New South Wales, where we're fully vertically integrating we're achieving up to 80% diversion from landfill, which is well ahead of the New South Wales statewide target that calls for that level of diversion by 2030. But we're not going to stop there, and we're now looking to solve for that next 20%. And when we think about that next 20%, we refer to that as the last mile. And in some respects, Anthea, that is the most challenging uh, aspect that we're working towards. And, and that is the next frontier. That urgency, if you like, is exacerbated by the fact that in New South Wales, for example, we're approaching a landfill supply cliff. And by 2030, we're going to see a situation where the demand for landfill, inert landfill space, is outstripped by supply. So that highlights the urgency that, and the tasks that we're working to, to solve for that last mile, that last 20%. And at Bingo, we've co- coined a phrase called landfills of the future. And, and by that, we mean that perhaps landfill will be complemented by other processing and treatment solutions for that last 20%. So areas such as energy from waste, alternate fuels, advanced waste treatment for really problematic waste streams like PFAS, asbestos soils, all fall um, within that bucket. And at Eastern Creek alone, we we are now in the process of developing a state-of-the-art advanced fuel manufacturing facility that will work in parallel to our material processing centre too to provide very high-end, high-specification fuels that can be used to support our clients' decarbonisation journey. And we're also looking at other material types, such as steel recycling, plastics recycling, and tyre processing. And the urgency for solving for that last mile answer is really accelerated in geographies like New South Wales. So you're obviously achieving a lot in advanced recycling. Is there anything else that you are doing in that technology space to support the delivery of your vision? Well, innovation is its at the core of everything we do at Bingo, whether that be Um, advanced resource recovery, safety, or servicing of our customers. And I've I've talked a fair bit about what we're doing in that advanced recycling space. So I'll focus on the safety and servicing of our customers. One of our most successful projects to date has been a project we call Safety Zone. And that technology integrates AI into our business. And it's all about alerting employees and customers on the tip floor when they get too close to heavy machinery. And when that occurs, an alarm will be sounded to alert all those on the tip floor if someone's getting too close to a digger or an excavator. And the beauty of of this innovation is it's resulted in significantly less safety moments and near misses at our sites and a real change in behaviour of our workers on site. Future iterations of this project 
intend to automatically disable heavy machinery that might be within a 10 metre radius of a person to eliminate any operator error. One of the other exciting projects we're currently working on is our robot spotter called Robingo, as, as we've called it. A spotter is an employee who typically works on the tip floor and they're based among trucks and other heavy machinery to inspect loads and ensure that they're not contaminated. Think batteries, think asbestos, think gas bottles. And what we're working on now is that we're trying to automate this process in the future through a controlled waste identification robot. So not only is that lower employee risk of coming into contact with harmful contaminants, such as asbestos, but it also lowers the chance of contact with heavy machinery. We also pride ourselves as being a market leader in terms of customer service. And with the digitalization of the world that's currently on a, on a very steep trajectory, we don't want to be left behind. That's resulted in the rollout of MyBingo, which is an app that's been developed in-house where our customers can use that app to book in bins in real time and they can receive updates on where their delivery truck is currently located. It's really, really cool. Um, I've recently been using this myself on a renovation project at my house and it's really impressive. In the same vein, we're currently rolling out new systems as we speak with an integrated software to capture all our truck collections and tipping information and we hope this will help us further build our CRM and streamline customer billing to ultimately provide a seamless experience for our customers. Brad, I don't think there's any chance of bingo getting left behind on anything by the sounds of all this. <laughs> we certainly don't do things in halves. Absolutely not. So what does effective transition look like for a waste-free Australia? So nationally, Australia is committed to 80% diversion from landfill by 2030. And I mentioned that bingo is already ahead of that, that target. I think the important piece here on transition, Anthea, is that there will be no single silver bullet. Uh, I've talked about landfills of the future, and I think we're really going to need a, a collective number of those opportunities. So in advanced waste treatment options, alternate fuels, energy from waste, yeah, to achieve that outcome. Clearly, they're not landfills, but they're alternates to landfill. And something that is critical, given what I talked to earlier, with regard to the landfill capacity cliff. From a bingo perspective, we're focused on 100% diversion of eligible material from landfill. Our first priority is about maximising the circularity of recovered material. And then our next priority is to maximise that energy potential of residual material that cannot be recovered. And this is continually in a state of perpetual review and ongoing review based on regulatory market and technological drivers. So in summary, we're going to need a multi-pronged approach. So I'm almost reluctant to ask, but what more do you think could be done to support Bingo's vision? Well, believe it or not, Anthea, a lot more. There still seems to be a bit of belief among policymakers that recycling is free or it's easy and that recycling materials magically disappear. Well, guess what? Neither are true. 
We're seeing some really good initiatives to drive change. Um, for example, in Victoria, we've got the Victorian government's Recycle First policy, which requires businesses to optimise the use of recycled and reused materials for state infrastructure projects. However, what we're seeing is, is that many initiatives preference rather than require the use of recycled materials. So one area for improvement that Bingo would like to see is a mandate on the take-up of recycled material and yeah, a recognition that quality recycling will be more expensive than landfill. All of those initiatives will ultimately help drive the amount of money into the system to recycle properly and for people to invest in the infrastructure and to buy into the recycled products uh, that we produce. One of the other bugbears of mine is that it still takes several years to secure planning approval for essential waste infrastructure projects in this country. So streamlining planning approvals and fast-tracking innovation are also going to be key to provide that runway that's required to bring online critical advanced recycling infrastructure, such as MPC2, to really drive that shift towards circularity. So the last one, Antti, that I'd like to flag is energy from waste uh, regulation. And particularly in New South Wales, current policy and regulations are quite restrictive. We've got some really bold targets in recycling and decarbonisation. We've got some challenges around landfill capacity coming off. And I definitely think energy from waste could play a, a greater role than what's currently forecast. We've got some projects now that are in their final stages of completion in Western Australia, large-scale energy from waste projects. And I'm hopeful that that will provide some useful insights into reg for regulators to look at those projects and their ability to deliver on the outcomes that have been promised and assuming they are able to achieve those outcomes, turning their minds to looking at reshaping the current regulatory framework to ensure that it's more pragmatic and focused in on helping us achieve the priority objectives that we need to achieve. So let's move towards social licence. I assume community engagement must play a big role in the strategy for bingo. Yes, uh, it, it certainly does, and it's become increasingly so in um, recent years. Uh, I, I'd say that historically... Community engagement has been one of those areas where we've probably all at times been a bit reluctant to do it. I, I work in the space of delivering development projects and there can sometimes be a view historically that if I engage too heavily, it might slow down the delivery of the project. But where we've, we've really shifted our mindset at Bingo in recent years on this and we really strongly advocate for building connections with our local communities. In fact, we embrace it wholeheartedly. And what we find now is, is that the feedback and the conversations that we're having with the communities that live near our facilities is crucial for our operations and for achieving our, our vision of a waste-free Australia. I'd say that the social licence for our industry has become really critical 
in recent years, particularly when developing and expanding our operations to achieve those waste recovery targets. We've implemented a whole range of initiatives. At our Eastern Creek site, we've been um, embarking on community newsletter mail-out campaigns. Our teams over the last year have been um, having community engagement days where we're bringing community onto the site, showing them through our facilities. Um, we've also had visit days for government officials, members of parliament, industry groups, and our customers to see our operations and, and the amazing technology that I described earlier um, that's contributing to our eco-product base. We've got a community liaison committee in place at our Patents Lane operation, and we're trying to form a similar group at our Eastern Creek site. And what I'm finding and, and seeing is, is that these activities really build transparency and they're really insightful for residents and stakeholders to learn about our, our focus on sustainability. So, for example, at Eastern Creek, I've seen it firsthand where some stakeholders might be a bit reluctant or have certain prejudices because they believe that our Eastern Creek site is just a landfill. When they come onto the site and you take them through Material Processing Centre too, you can really see the mindset shift when they can sort of see the amazing work that's being done within that, undertaken within that facility, which is great. So you're definitely continuing on your theme of not doing things by halves. Bingo, focus on non-financial social contributions as well. So what examples can you provide on this? For me, this is really about doing the right thing and for bingo. You know, I think from a bingo perspective, showing genuine care is really important and supporting social equ equity. So we've uh, got an Indigenous engagement manager employed at Bingo who manages some really interesting initiatives. So we have one that we've recently developed is our Revive program, and that uh, is focused on incarcerated First Nations people and giving them an opportunity to turn their lives around with the support from Bingo, Yalligan Group and Dergeau, who I'll talk to in a minute, and Corrections New South Wales. We've got long-term support and career pathways at Bingo um, for Indigenous people, and there's a real focus on that. And we also have a joint venture arrangement in place with Yalligan Group, which we call Dergewa, which is focused on providing employment, uh, development, and procurement opportunities for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. We're also supporting an organisation called Revolve Recycling, based at Alexandria in Sydney, which is a bicycle program that supports disadvantaged people to work and develop their work skills and reducing the bikes that go to landfill. One of the other ones that's deeply entwined in our DNA at Bingo is the McGrath Foundation. And we've been supporting the McGrath Foundation for the past nine years. At the moment, we are raising money for breast care nurses in Western Sydney, and we are getting close to the million-dollar mark. And this is a really uh, important initiative for Bingo. There's many of our staff that have been impacted directly by breast cancer, and it's something that you know, is really close to our hearts. We're also about keeping people safe. And you know, we've done some recently executed some initiatives in 
improves truck safety features. We've uh, implemented the battery fire campaign with the EPA to raise that awareness around not disposing lithium batteries into waste, which can ultimately cause fire risk. We've got some diversity inclusion initiatives around women at Bingo, Bingo Pride, um, our Indigenous cultural training, and over a quarter of our workforce are from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. And then finally, we're help helping numerous charity projects with skip bins. Uh, recently, we've been working with Lendlease on their community give back days to provide support to those community initiatives as well. So you have so many ways you're advancing your vision. What are some of the biggest challenges? So there are a number of them, but if I, if I focus on what I see as the biggest challenges, the first one that I'd start with, Anthea, is government leadership. And that's absolutely critical uh, where there's a clear target for circular economy and, and decarbonisation. But what we often see you know, we've got these very bold objectives, but what we often see is the pathways very difficult to for organisations like Bingo that are trying to navigate the delivery of infrastructure to support those outcomes. Planning approvals are lengthy, grant funding sporadic, and it's hard to introduce innovative technologies. I talked about virgin material versus recycled. There's still this preference for virgin content in Australia, which to me doesn't make any sense. We need to see a real shift on this front to mandate recycled content. That's a no-brainer. We operate in three states and they've all got very, very different regulatory processes for similar operations. So what more can be done to harmonise the frameworks that sit across these jurisdictions that we operate in on the east coast of Australia? Climate change is also a key challenge for the waste management sector, and that includes bingo. We've just come out the back end of a La Nina period, which saw extreme rainfall events. Some of our sites experienced up to 2,000 mils of rainfall on one day. But now we're moving into this drier period, El Nino, which can create a whole range of different problems around dust, heat waves, and not just the impact on the environment, but also our people and the safety and well-being of our go-getters. So that's something that really needs consideration. It's something that Bingo's turned its attention to, uh, and we're, we're working on a climate change risk management and adaptation plan as we speak. So I think the current regulatory settings that we have in states like New South Wales, it's not currently geared to solve for this looming crisis. So more needs to be done in that regard. So Brad, as we end our conversation today with so many wonderful advancements at Bingo, what is it that excites you the most when you think future? Well, we've got a mantra at Bingo, never say never. And that was one of the things that really attracted me to Bingo. And I hope through the course of this interview, you realise that there's never a dull moment, Bingo, and we don't do things in halves. Solving for a waste-free Australia and a decarbonised Australia are two of the largest challenges, I believe, for Australia to resolve. 
And if we can achieve that, and we set obviously very bold targets of bingo on both the advanced recycling side and the decarbonisation side, um, if we can do that, I'll be very proud and I know my colleagues at Bingo will be as well. We obviously consider ourselves to be a leader in that waste management sector uh, that we play within with regard to diversion of landfill and leading the way on ambitious reduction targets. What I really would love to see and what I'm excited about is replicating what we've done in New South Wales in terms of advanced recycling in Victoria and Queensland. Recently, we entered the market in Queensland about a year ago, and there is a critical shortfall of mixed B&D advanced waste processing in Queensland, and that platform is, is made for bingo to be able to replicate what we have done in New South Wales, and I hope we're able to achieve something similar in Victoria. So the other point here I'd flag is, is that in the circular economy value chain, the, the, the C&D waste management sector, we're currently largely in that recycle and recovery level of the circular economy. But we need to move further up the circular economy hierarchy into that reuse, repair, remanufacture, repurpose area. And I think through the partnerships that we've developed and will continue to develop and grow, that will be critical, not just for diverting waste from landfill, but also supporting our decarbonisation agenda as well as our, our, our partners. And look, there really is an opportunity to solve for more waste streams and to achieve some great sustainable outcomes that will benefit all of us. And I believe that contributing to that legacy will we leave behind we should be a greener and more sustainable future for the next generations. As I mentioned up front, a key pillar of Bingo's DNA is underpinned by our never say never. And I believe that they will put us in really good stead for tackling these challenges head on and achieving a waste-free Australia. Well, Brad, incredible innovations and a real excitement to what can be achieved in waste management. It's clear Bingo have a global position of authority to drive regulation and policy and the financial incentives that are required to deliver the positive change needed. And we most certainly wish you the very best in your never say never efforts to deliver a waste-free Australia. Thanks for coming on the program. Thanks very much for having me, Anthony. This podcast was brought to you by VinZero. VinZero helped the AEC and manufacturing industries keep pace with digital change and achieve their technological and sustainability leadership goals. VinZero is a company that cares about creating and building a better world. Together, we are working with industry and environmental experts, providing forums and platforms through our VinZero Think community to create conversations that matter to our future generations. We invite you to join in the conversation and participate in our Think community. Like and subscribe to Think Future to stay up to date with the latest innovations and conversations as we take AEC and manufacturing around the world closer to zero. You can download our podcast at binzero.com or from your favourite podcast platform. From Vinzero Think Future, thanks for listening.